Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A crime was committed on a day that started out very innocently. It was just a stunning day. There were these little fluffy clouds and blue sky and Karen's dress blowing in the wind. I mean, it was just, it was just magical. Two beautiful brides, Helen and Karen, made the appropriate assumption that their wedding day would be the most memorable day of their lives. It was great. I think the whole day was fabulous. There was a lot of love in the air, I think. Everything was wonderful. It was a very special day. Well, it was memorable, but not in the way you think. And I went in and I opened the door at the end. And was like, oh, what the fuck? Someone has shut on the floor at Helen and Karen's wedding. I'm Detective Lauren Kilby, and I'm here to crack this case. This is episode one of Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding. In today's episode, we're going to kickstart the investigation, and I'm going to give you a little sneak peek into some of the tricks that I have up my sleeve to crack this case. But first, let's hear from the victims of the crime, my clients. Hello there, I'm Karen Whitehouse and I'm sitting here with my wife. That's me, Helen McLaughlin. Two years ago, on the 11th of August 2018, we got married. Yeah, the best day ever. It was a perfect summer's day because it was in August. And it was on a boat. We had hired a big boat that we had a ceremony up on the top deck, jazz band. We had free flow champagne and an open bar, which in hindsight could have been a critical mistake. Someone shat on the floor at our wedding. So we thought we'd better reach out to our friend, who's a detective. Yeah, I'm not sure she's actually, she's not technically a detective. She's uh, a wannabe detective and probably the best thing we could have got to a detective given that we had no money to pay anyone. But we're very grateful that you're here, Lauren. Um, Thanks for for coming along. Yeah, that is um, a really nice introduction. Thank you, Karen. Actually, I have, um, I am qualified. I have been involved in plenty of crimes. (laughs) And um, I've actually just recently enrolled to my online private investigator course, um, of which I've received the introductory email. Okay, so let's look at the facts of the case. Your wedding was on a boat, which means that your wedding was an enclosed crime scene. The crime was committed 
by somebody who you think cared about you. A perpetrator who listened in to your intimate vows and heard about the love that you two have for each other. A perpetrator who was wined and dined at your expense. A perpetrator who at some point in their life claimed to have loved you. So Karen's a film producer, so she's used to, she manages the shit out of everything, basically. So we'd done a five minute by five minute itinerary almost. So we know exactly what was happening, just to keep the party flowing. And we know all the good ingredients, enough food, enough wine, you know, enough drinks, enough entertainment, enough change of scenery. So we had it all because we were, you know, floating around uh, Amsterdam and past windmills and and all sorts. But it was a pretty strict schedule, wasn't it? Yes. I mean, I've seen it. It's drafted to the minute. Literally, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but nobody knows that. Nobody felt that because we just carefully managed it behind the scenes that everything flowed from one thing into the next. No, so. it wasn't stressful at all. No. Um, and in the itinerary, had you scheduled a slot for someone to shit on the floor? No, Lauren, we hadn't. Okay. Well, let's have a little look back at that schedule, shall we? Because we need to understand what time the crime was committed. So close your eyes. It's time to transport ourselves back to the day of the crime. Saturday, 11th of August, 2018. The big day. A pristine boat is docked at Pier 14 near Amsterdam Central Station. The guests arrive all happy and hopeful, completely unaware of what's going to go down that evening. The two brides arrive at the location via tuk-tuk. An interesting choice of vehicle. The wedding vessel sets sail as the ceremony begins on the top deck. We gather here today to celebrate and witness the promise of love and commitment of two beautiful, sweet... At about 5.05pm, the brides say, I do. Not the first wedding where Helen said I do. You may now kiss the bride. The champagne is popped and the jazz band initiates the afternoon set of smooth ragtime jazz. It's now 7pm. The three-course dinner is served, kicking off with a prawn cocktail starter. Lovely choice. the post-dinner disco commences on the top deck. The DJ starts. (laughs) 9.30pm, the boat docks. For a quick 10 minutes at Amsterdam Central Station, the tired and mature guests disembark. The boat sails onward to Iselmere. 9.45 to 10.45 p.m. The window in which the crime is committed. So I remember um, going downstairs through the doors, um, which were already open to the ladies' bathroom, and I just stopped in my tracks because I saw a huge shit in the middle of the floor. 
And I remember the very first reaction that I had was, wow, this is early on for this kind of thing to happen. That was your first thought? That was my first thought. Cause, <laughs> yeah, it was. So you were expecting it. It's just... It's just <laughs> <laughs> you knew that that was coming. You, were, you weren't <laughs> shocked to see fecal matter on the floor, but you were... So you were like, oh, the time's a bit off here. <laughs> so your, your first thought was... Already? (laughs) Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, we've actually, we've spent a lot of time talking about this, about who this possibly could have been. I mean, not an unhealthy amount of time, but quite a lot of time. If I was to ask you to identify 10 friends that you think would be most likely to shit on a floor at your wedding. It's actually not something you really want to think about. Well, you have and you do. So we're writing a podcast about it. So I think off the top of my head, at least five people would be very capable of doing something like that. To be honest, I wouldn't put it past all three of us. So that's three already. (laughs) I mean, what's going through someone's mind when they're in their finery, hunched down, about to take a shit on the floor? Well, let's talk motives. Yeah. That's an important part of an investigation, a motive that needs to be present for a crime to be committed, as they say in the business. Um, Motives, what do you think? So we've got number one, which would be malicious intent. So this is... This is the dirty protest category, isn't it? So this is like... Not necessarily. Well, the, Someone out to get you, I'd say. Well, the lasagna didn't come hot enough. Let's take well, a exactly. shit on the floor. Well, that's not really a protest. I don't like chocolate mousse for dessert, you, you fuckers. I'm going to shit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got malicious intent. We've got... Joke. Good old-fashioned prank. That's one. Is that really a prank? Is that funny? I mean... 
Well, yes, it is pretty fucking funny, actually. <laughs> I guess it is funny. I mean, you could say it's one of the the best gifts that we've been given, even though it's taken us quite some time to finally realise it. I am ecstatic that this happened. I'm actually, I'm so happy, and I want to just personally give a big thank you to the person who did shit. I probably wouldn't shake their hand, though. Yeah, they're not a They're not pleasant, a clean sort, are they? Pleasantly clean person. But it's just interesting because I've looked through the list personally and I've gone, you know, oh, for example, there's my um, former boss. And I think, you know, have I, did I do anything in that... Um, you know, piece of employment where I didn't do a good enough job. Was she actually annoyed with me? What Could I have done better? Was this some statement from her of, you know, up your game? Um, and then there's obviously, so we've got accident. We have to talk about this accident. And this mm. is interesting, Karen, because you have a very, very strong idea on on this. You are pretty adamant that it's not an accident because you saw the faecal matter and you saw it so far from the toilet bowl that it couldn't possibly be... It couldn't be an accident. The distance that the turd, the specimen was found from the toilet bowl was so considerable that... It was next to the door. It was next to the door. So what we're going to need to do is to work out the exact location of the faecal matter. Mm -hmm. So we're going to need to do a kind of who pinned the tail on the donkey. What is that? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. So, Pin the tail on the donkey game. Sorry, can I just ask Detective, is this a, um, in your industry? This is a classic strategy used in investigations. Is, um, it's called Pin the Tail on the Crime Scene. <laughs> um, so, Detective, I feel like you might need a bit of help. So, how are you actually going to crack this case? Okay, so I have assembled a team of absolute experts in their fields. Hello, my name's Mike Berry. I'm a consultant clinical forensic psychologist. My name's Joe Millington. I'm a forensic scientist. I am an investigative psychologist. I've worked in prisons, secure units, maximum security special hospitals. I've been involved in the multidisciplinary forensic investigation of probably hundreds of major and critical incidents. If it's a very loose uh, thesis, then it indicates somebody's anxious. If it's a very hard thesis, then it's likely to indicate somebody who's uh, angry. Well, I think revenge is a very strong motivation. You'd have to pull some strings for us to just submit 100 pairs of shoes to a lab. <laughs> yes. And then, um, obviously. What on earth enticed you to work with us as a complete amateurs, given this amazing... I have absolutely no idea why I said yes. Yeah, this is like career suicide for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> We've obviously got all these experts on board, but the key to this crime is going to be the interrogations. And we're actually going to be interrogating your closest friends and family. I'm going to have to use things like lie detector tests, uh, bribery, torture. I, nothing is going to not be done. I'm going to be employing everything that you could possibly imagine and even not imagine. What I'm interested in is actually going back to your interview techniques. Uh, are you going to be more of a good cop or bad cop or both? Yeah, that's a very, very good question. It's obviously problematic considering I am acting on, you know, my own here. I don't have a partner. So I'm going to have to be both the good cop and the bad cop. Do you think you could give us a little sample of what the good cop versus bad cop voice would be? I feel like I'm on the spot here, but um, okay. <clears throat> so, Kira. It seemed like you had a really nice time at the wedding. Did you enjoy yourself? <laughs> Why is it high-pitched? It, it feels like you've just <laughs> inhaled 
Inhale some helium. And then I'm going to just flip. Yeah, you little bitch. Did you like the wedding or did you not like the fucking wedding? (laughs) Perfect. I think you Turn on a sixpence. I think, yeah, turn on a sixpence. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to freak the fuck everybody out. We will just play normal like we don't know what's going on. I think this is going to get more information. Okay, okay, Without a doubt. So how are we going to get this show on the road? Right now, it's Friday. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up, right? Yes. And I'm going to write an email to every single guest that attended our wedding. Yeah. And I'm going to let them know that we're doing this podcast. Right. And then in that email, I'm not only going to ask if there are any leads that people have just to come forward. Mm, I don't know if there's going to be a reward. It will be very minimal if there is a (laughs) reward. We can send them a box of after eight minutes, something like that. As long as you just... um, Introduce me as a lead detective on the case, then I've got no issues. What else you put? So I just put you in CC then, acting detective. Oh, I might get an email. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll get an email detectivelaurenkilby.com yes. at oh, gmail.com. At, no, <sighs> lauren.kilby at detective.com. <laughs> detective at laurenkilby.com. Oh, no, it should be detective lauren kilby at who shat on the floor at my wedding.com. <laughs> Coming up this season on Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding. When you posted a photo of a toilet on the 23rd of January 2018 with the caption, prepare yourself, the shit's about to hit, what did you mean? (laughs) If your theory is correct, then that means that someone who is wearing a G-string did not commit the crime. Did he look stressed, tense? Was he, did he look like he was hiding anything? think so but what makes me think though because he was talking to absolutely everyone so he actually spoke to the culprit at some point so we have got a device that we will be using to extract the truth from our victims you mean a lie detector test it's a lie detector test my question regarding if you shat on the floor on Vote is a lie. You answered no, and it's telling me that's a lie. (laughs) This is a real fucking twist. How many weddings have you been to where there has been a shit found on the floor? What did you eat for breakfast on the morning of the wedding? How many times did you use the bathroom that night? Have you ever kissed someone in this room? What are your key personality traits? Would any form of torture help that memory come back to you? You're putting me in a position now where my line of questioning is completely off. What is real? Does your mom know you're doing this podcast? 